Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the second ever episode of the Stardust Press Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Xavier, and today, we, you know, we got a, we got a mixed bag of goodies, if you will. We're going to be tackling that uh, past Dragon Gate show, which saw Natural Vibes dance for the first time, along with a bunch of other stuff. Uh, and then, of course, we're going to be talking about the Noah Back to the Budokan show. I will, I'll knock that out first, because, you know... I, not only because it's fresher on my mind, but, but just because, uh, it's going to take a while, like, Dragon Gate, I can knock out, it's going to take me some time to remember, uh, the whereabouts and ongoings of Noah. They just held their event technically this morning, and, uh, I fell asleep before the show even started, so it, like, transpired already before I got the chance to watch. So, I had the main event spoiled, which, uh... You know, that's what I wanted to be warned about, because I'd rather find out now and just be like, hey, this is what's happening. You know, and it doesn't ruin a match if I have to go back and uh, view it after it's happened. And, yeah, so I got that spoiled, but the rest of the show I was able to catch. Well, except for the first half, because Noah, for some reason... uh, I don't know why exactly uh decided to go with this uh new format. And uh if you hear me pause, I'll be getting a drink of water cuz my throat gets dry. Uh But basically Noah has this uh format. And what they did for this show is the first half of the show, which are like the undercard matches, you could only see if you bought the full pay-per-view on a Bima pay-per-view or Fight TV. But the second half with the big matches that you want to see, like the hard-hitting, like the nitty-gritty title matches they gave away for free, uh, where you could watch it if you bought it on Fight TV or Bima pay-per-view, of course, because you got the whole pay-per-view, but they were showing it for free on a Bima's TV app. And then you could also watch the second half if you have Wrestle Universe. So, honestly, I hope they don't ever do this again because it's odd and I tried to find the first half of the pay-per-view, but I couldn't find it anywhere. Not at all. Couldn't find nothing. Uh, and that's sad because I wanted to see the Mochi, Mochizuki and Tanaka tag team versus uh, Yone and uh, Taguchi. Not Taguchi, uh, Tanaguchi. My mind's, like, all over the place. But, uh, that, and I wanted to see Yohei and Ohara, because, uh, I love Full Throttle. Yohei is my favorite junior heavyweight. Ohara's coming back from that, uh, positive COVID test, so I, I was excited to see them in Budokan, and, and I was hoping, I mean, I saw the results, but, you know, I, it would have been better if I would have been able to catch it. But basically, to start off where I watched, uh, well, I'll I'll, I'll t- go ahead and say the results. Uh, the first the the match that got changed. These two first matches are the ones that have been changed a lot. So basically, what because uh, Masao Inoue he's out with coronavirus, and I think uh, according to Hasami on Twitter uh, that he also is running a high fever as well. And then Junta Miyawaki had emergency appendix surgery. So, the, yeah, those are, like, two scary situations. I hope the guys recover fully. But, yeah, that's why they weren't on this show. So, the first match ended up being a singles with Kenya Okada and uh, Akatoshi Saito. 
Saito won, and you know, I wish he didn't. <laughs> I like Saito a lot. Uh, it's so good. He had a really good match with Shizaki this past year, but um, I, I'm in the Kenya Okada tank, if you will. In the terms of all the young guys from Junta, Kenya, Yano, and Inamura. Kenya is definitely my guy. He is the one I love the most. Although I have grown to love Inamura because he's so good, Kenya's still my favorite. I want him to get a win. I want him to become a, a regular member of the regular roster, if you will, and uh, start making some moves because, I mean, his rival's surpassing him, and that's something, you know, that's got to hurt for him. Hopefully some change happens for him within this year because uh, I'm ready for him to break out. But, uh, yeah. So that happened in the six-man tag. It was Daiki Inaba. I, I hope I got the teams right. I think they had Yasu Takayano and uh, Itsushi Katoge versus Ohara, Yohei. And I believe they were the ones that had Kai Fujimura because they've had this little thing where they kind of, like, adopted Kai Fujimura, I guess. I don't know. But he's teamed with full throttle a lot, basically, is what I'm trying to get at. Uh, so, yeah, they that was the teams. And then uh, Katoge got a win which set up something later, and then, uh, the M's Alliance, Mochizuki and, uh, Tanaka, they, uh, they beat Yone and Taniguchi, they had Yuko Miyamoto with, with them, and that got to be wondering, why is Yuko not working these shows, because, I mean, the, he's in the M's Alliance, I mean, I know he's not signed, but he's there at, like, all the big shows, even that he's, like, not booked on, so, I mean, I would have thrown him in somewhere, because I, I love Yuko Miyamoto, uh, it's one of my favorites to watch not just in Noah but just like every time I've seen him I've just been captivated by him uh, but I love Mo- Mochizuki you know Dragon Gate Tank I love Mochizuki I love Somasato Tanaka so they are a dope tag team uh, glad they got a win but uh, you know I kind of want Yone and Taniguchi to make a strong push for the heavyweight tag titles this year because I love both of them I think Taniguchi's super underrated. Same with Yone. Uh, I know they're, like, settled into the roles, and they're probably fine with just being undercard tag guys, but I would love for them to do more within that division. Uh, and I believe that was all for the undercard. Uh, if I, no, 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 no. One more. We had uh, Kongo versus Sagiragoon. Uh, let me remember, because, uh, I mean, I could look it up, but, you know, I don't want to do that. I'm going to have to look up stuff for Dragon Gate in a minute, but I don't want to do that right now. So, basically, it was Takashi Sugira, Kazushi Sakuraba, the GHC Heavyweight Tag Champs, along with Kazuyuki Fujita, the last disciple of Enochiism, uh, Kendo Kashin, Nosawa Rongai, and Kazunari Murakami, I believe that was the whole team, versus... How Neo Tadasuke, Manabu Soya, and the aggression, Masakita Mia, and Kasuhiko Nakajima. And the Sagira Army won. And basically, I'm assuming that match was just to just continue to build to the GAC tag title match between the aggression and uh, Sakuraba and Sagira, which I figured would be on this show, but they just didn't do it for some reason, I guess, because. I guess because since they're going to have people buy the undercard, they wanted those big names on that undercard to kind of sway them to, hey, buy it on fight, buy it on a beam, I guess. I don't know. But I personally would have just did it here. Um, then we get into the stuff where I hopped in, where where it was on Wrestle Universe. I called it. Trust me, I tried my hardest to find the undercard because I wanted to be accurate with this, but I, I just couldn't. Sorry about that. Um, 
And you know, I you know, I have access to the second half. I don't wanna pay twenty dollars just for the bottom half, I'm sorry. Uh but I caught it in Wrestling Universe after, uh Beth Russ I just wanna say, uh, the English commentary is surprisingly good. Like uh, you know, there's a few points where I was just kinda like cringing a little bit, but they did really good, especially Mark Pickering, I think his name is. Very good English commentary commentator as far as Noah goes. He he's like I think he's just got like a lot of knowledge about Noah. It just just made it very enjoyable to listen to. But uh basically where I jumped in it was Ikuda Hidaka and Katara Suzuki and all black baby versus uh Stinger, Yoshinori Ogawa, Hayata and for the GSC Junior Tag Titles, and it's a big match, so we got the Rob Zombie playing and not Hayata's terrible theme song. Let's go! I was already fired up. Once I heard the scum of the earth, I was like, oh yeah, oh God, man, it's time. And uh, this is one of the matches I was looking forward to. I was like, oh God, this match could steal the show because it's just the dynamics are all there to where it just couldn't be a bad match, and it wasn't. But to me, it felt like it was a little short. Like, I don't know if it's just... I don't know if I was just half asleep, but it just felt like it was very short. I felt like there was more that could have done to, you know, make this match better. Uh, maybe they'll run it back and maybe it'll get more time. I don't know, because I don't think this is over, especially with the finish. But, uh, because it wasn't a decisive win, but I, I don't know. It just felt like very short. I wanted more from it because I, I like all four of the guys involved and I think they could have made something special here and it just didn't turn out that way but it was still a good match don't get me wrong still a good match Yoshinori Ogawa I still think he's one of the absolute best wrestlers in the world today not because he's going to give you these 30 minute five star classics just because he's so good at the fine points of wrestling the finer things in wrestling the basics he's great at them and then he can just twist you into a pretzel he's like so good it just can't be understated basically uh stinger retained uh here as uh ogawa magic works again and budokan he got the roll up on uh katara suzuki if this is the end of uh this little feud uh i kind of want another tag match but i don't want another three months of them doing dqs and five minute matches and all that but if this is the end i'm hoping yohei and ohara are next up and they take the tag titles because Man, I just want Yohei with the belt. Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yohei's my favorite junior heavyweight. We're going to get a belt on him now, okay? All right. Now, uh, next up, uh, hopefully I'm going in order. If I jump out of order, you know what? It'll it'll be fine, you know? We'll get into the important matches here, all right? We had the GAC junior title match uh, between Seki Yoshioka and Daisuke Harada. This is one of the few matches on the court. I was like, man, it could go either way. Like, there was matches where I was just like, oh, no, it's going to go this way. But this is one of the ones where I was like, I don't know what's going to happen here, really. Like, genuinely don't know what's going to happen. Uh, in, in my mind, I was like, yeah, Seki's got to win this, right? Because, I mean, Full Throttle needs a belt. They need to get more established because they're one of the more fun junior groups to watch or just, like, groups, period. And uh, But it's Daisuke Harada. He's the junior ace. He's coming into uh, Budokan, and, I mean, I was like, he could retain. But uh, basically, uh, it was a, it was a, this was another quick sprint, which, I mean... I, I guess it's fine because I thought this match ruled. Uh, 
yeah, you know, not every match needs to be super long. Uh, piggybacking off the last point, there are some matches that if they had more time would have just turned out better. This one was good. If it got more time, it would have been cool. But, I mean, I think it was it was good for what it was. It was really good for what it was. I uh, I was, like, hanging on to the end. And uh, when Seki hit the crash driver... Well, first he did, like, this inverted uh, last falconry thing to the side. Like, instead of sitting out, he just did it to the side and dumped uh, right on his head. I was like, Jesus Christ. And then uh, he went for the crash driver and he hit it. And I was just like, this is, like, ten minutes in or something. So, like, oh, yeah, Daisuke is going to kick out. It's going to hit a Katsuyama German. Uh, Seki's going to kick out. And it's going to go all over the place. But No. Seki Yoshioka gets the win with the crash driver just like that. And I was just like, wow. Because, I mean, Seki's only been in Noah for a year. And he's already the GHC Junior Heavyweight Champion. Like, he hasn't even officially been signed for a whole year. He's been in Noah for a year, but he hasn't officially been signed for, like, a year. He signed, like, later on his run, like, mid to late 2020, I think. And it's crazy because... uh Guys like Yohei Tadasuke, uh, let me see if I can, Neo, uh, just guys who've been there for a while, they have not even, like, been put into a position to where it was believable they'd be GAC Junior Heavyweight Champion. Like, it's kind of crazy that Seki in one year just accomplishes it. And I don't hate it, because I love Seki. I just hope those guys, Tadasuke, Yohei, I don't know if Neo will, I think he's fine being a tag guy, and that's cool, but Neo rules, I mean, I wouldn't be against him getting a shot, Uh, but Tadasuke and Yohei mainly, I hope they end up getting uh, their singles title runs within the next year, Uh, they deserve it, hope, but uh, I'm glad for Seki though, because I mean, think about it, this, around this time last year, Seki was headed to be out of a job, because Russell 1 was shutting down, and he had no job, and Noah reached out, brought him in, gave him a home during a difficult year, and they've treated him well. Obviously, Noah loves him, uh, and I can't wait to see how this title reign goes. I think there's a lot of fun singles matches Seki Yoshioka can have as GAC Junior Heavyweight Champion, but his first will be races old full throttle leader at Sushi Kotoge, baby. Ah. I, I had a feeling that no matter who won this match, Kotoge would be the next challenger for the title. And I was right. Uh, uh, he stepped up. He made the challenge. He, I don't think he'll win. If he does win, I'm fine with that. Man, Kotoge, man, y'all know. Kotoge, one of the most underrated wrestlers in the world. If he wins, I'll be fine with that. But I think Seki will keep rolling. Uh, should be a good match. There's a lot they can do with this, especially during the time of Full Throttle. It was mainly these two that were at odds most of the time. O'Hara tried to be the peacemaker and whatnot, you know. Excuse me as I get another drink of water here. Alright. So, yeah, basically it was these two that were always at odds. And, um, there's just a lot they can really do with this matchup. And I'm kind of curious to see how it'll play out going into the future. I wonder if Seth will get a long one or it'll just be one of those short, like, here you go runs to get him locked down for longer when his contract's up because I know he's on like a one year so yeah but anyway great match Seki Oshioka new GAC junior heavyweight champion
can't remember if this was first or the national was first, but we have uh, a little match here uh, with uh, with two basically two generations of Noah. It was called the generational tag match. Uh, Jun Akiyama and Naomichi Marufuji versus Yoshiki Inimura and Kaito Kiyomiya. This match. May even exceeded my expectations because I was like, I don't know how this will happen. And how it happened was Marafuji and Akiyama being the dickheads versus the young, fiery, baby faced youth, if you will. So basically, I knew this match was going to be good because <clears throat> as soon as we got into this match, uh, like Jun Akiyama was doing spots with Yoshiki and Amora. And, like, he was just smiling when Inamura was trying to tackle him. And then when Inamura did get get him down, he was just like, yeah. And then, like, whenever Kaito, like, came in, Jun Akiyama, Jun Akiyama just started shooting on him. <laughs> Not, like, literally, but he just started shooting on him and beating the shit out of him. And then Marufuji got in and he proceeded to also beat the shit out of him. So... I was just like, uh, okay, this match this is going to be a good one. <laughs> so he worked over the arm a lot. They both worked over uh, Kaito Kiyomiya's arm. Uh, and that brings a great fear to me that I will address at the end of at least the end of this review. But uh, basically, Kaito Kiyomiya, um, he, he was the one worked over while uh, Inamura got the fiery babyface comeback, which is a good spot for him. He's a big guy. Big guys doing fiery comebacks off the hot tag is just something so underutilized but works so well. Um, but yeah, this match was from pillar to post. It was a great one. The you see, I had in my notes that uh, Inamura would pin Marufuji after the Muso, and I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying the same thing. But that's not what happened as Kaito Kiyomiya got the win over Marufuji and I guess it makes sense uh, based on what happens later but if Inamura won over Marufuji I think that would have uh, further established him as hey this is one of our guys for the future like keep an eye out for him he, he's he's one of our guys now he's here he's ready to be a threat now he just pinned Marufuji but that didn't happen so curious to see what's next uh but yeah uh i wouldn't mind seeing jun nakiyama now that he's a freelancer uh do more of these noah shows like you see people i have my problems with old guys in wrestling which i'll address here in a bit but the thing is if old guys are in the business and they can still go and provide great and good performances by all means, be here and be in a spot that where I can see you against the top guys. Please, please do. I want that to happen. So, like, I wouldn't mind seeing him do more. I would love to see him do an N1 victory. I don't know, man. I, I don't know if he'd do one, but he did He, he did Dio Grand Prix, so I don't think he can't physically do one. I would love to see him try, at least. Face just everybody in the company, it'd be beautiful. Uh, next up, we had the GHC national title, Kendo of Congo. Versus M's Alliance, Masakatsu Funaki, uh, looking to continue the role. Because Marufuji was the only uh, M's Alliance member to lose after uh, Tanaka and Mochizuki won their uh, tag earlier in the night. Uh, and basically, 
I'm just gonna say it. This match fucking ruled. Okay. Uh, I knew this match was gonna be good, but this is my favorite match of the night. This is my match of the night. This gets my award for this show. Fantastic, fantastic match. It just felt like a fight. Like it, it had its grappling, and it was good, good grappling. But it, it was just like a war. It was. I don't know how to explain it, but I love Masakatsu Funaki's style of wrestling, and it meshes well with Kano, and it just was mwah, chef's kiss, if you will. Uh, fantastic. Fantastic. There was one spot in this match that I really liked, where uh, Masakatsu Funaki was on top of Kano, and Kano was grounded, and he grabbed, he just started slapping him. Like, Kano was trying to push him, and he's just smacking him across the head with both of his hands, and then also, he just grabs his arm because Kano kept on trying to push him away. And he draped Kano's own arm over his own throat and just started smacking him on his head like, Hey, what are you going to do? I'm in control. And just starts, just keep smacking him. It's just like, oh my god, I love it. Anyway, uh, this match ended abruptly. Like, I didn't expect it. I was like, oh, Kano's probably going to hit the foot stomp. And that's going to be it. Or like, alright, you know, actually, actually, I'll take that back. I thought Funaki had a chance. I was like, you know what? If they put the title on Funaki and it frees Kano up to go do the GAC heavyweight title, I could see that. It's very, very possible. But that's not what happened. You see, uh, they did this really smooth transition spot. And, like, Kano uh, had him... First, he kicked him in his head. like, And he went for the German, but Funaki... This is one of my... This is another underrated spot that I wish more people would do. So he had him ripped around the waist looking to take Funaki over for a German Funaki freezes hands up he goes to throw the elbow Kano catches him dragon suplex with the bridge one two three I know that was one of his old techniques in Michinoku Pro the finish matches uh, based on what I've been told but I didn't expect him to finish because he's finished a few people with it recently and if that just becomes a secondary finish that's cool because I like the foot stomp but I feel like he needed that more oomph uh, he needed another move to give him that oomph that impacts and Dragon Suplex is it good fantastic uh, incredible uh, love what I saw um, I'm just hoping well first I'll get to I'll get into what I want to say, but first I'm gonna touch on the next challenger for Gano. Uh, in the backstage, Kendo Cash and approached him and basically threw out the next challenge for the national belt. I don't know how this match is gonna go. <laughs> uh, I'm, you know, in my head it's good because it's gonna be good because like as far as in ring stuff, I've really enjoyed what Kendo's been doing since being let go from WWE and coming to Noah. Uh, I don't know how it will exactly go with Kano, because Kendo likes to rile people up, and Kano is so paranoid. It's going to make for a fun dynamic. Uh, I also like this path of uh, Kano just going after every MMA and shoot fighter, like, just establishing himself. Hopefully, if Kendo loses, uh, Kano moves on to Hideki Suzuki. I think they could have a great singles match. I mean, he's not like an MMA fighter or anything, but he... He can catch Russell with the best of them. I think it'd be fun. But as I was saying, I'm hoping to see more of Matsukatsu Funaki. That he didn't just come in for this brief run to the Budokan and that's it. Because uh, he can go and he's in crazy great condition for being in his 50s. Like, 
dude's chiseled out of stone. So hopefully you see more of him, but Cano retains. And now, the main event. <laughs> GHC Heavyweight Championship. I am Noah, the man who carried Noah through the difficult times of 2020 and back into the international spotlight. Go Shiozaki versus 58-year-old Japanese legend with no knees, just pure metal, Keiji Muto. I will say this. Before I get super negative, it was a good match. I didn't expect it to be bad. I'll say, dude, do you think Go Shiozaki is going to have a good match or uh, a bad match inside Budokan? Go Shiozaki would probably kill himself in order to get a good match in Budokan. Like, he would do whatever it takes. Like, I, so, it was a good match. I will say that. Bias aside, great match. Uh, really enjoyed it. Probably, hmm, let me look at Go's title reign. Probably, like, I'd probably place it, like, five or six. Five or six, I think. Sagira, Nakajima, Fujita, uh, Keno. Uh, yeah, it, 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 yeah, I could sit there at five, because Saito and Marfuji wasn't anything super crazy. So, yeah, I can sit there at five. Uh, good match. Uh, they, they, worked, they worked a smart match here. And the finish was smart in retrospect. Despite the result, it was a smart one. Surprise, Frankensteiner. Muto wins. Muto tries to shake Go's hand. And Go just... Oh, my God. This is my favorite moment of the night. Oh, my God. Muto's trying to shake his hands like, hey... Sorry, I'm champ, uh, but I, I want to shake your hand. And she's like, just smacks his fucking ass, like, get this shit out of my face. I don't want this. God, don't get get away from me. I don't want to talk to you. Uh, and it, and oh god, it, it was a great moment. But uh, yeah, uh, I, here's my thing. I'm not gonna call it WWE booking because Goldberg was never a good wrestler. He was a draw, but he was never a good wrestler, and he doesn't care about wrestling. He just wants a paycheck. Keiji Muto loves wrestling. Although he may be broken down like an old pickup truck and uh, can't walk, matches, gets tired within the first two minutes of the match. Uh, while that's still in effect, he loves wrestling. I don't mind him hanging around just wouldn't have him be my world champion. Because other than having him make history as holding the GHC, Triple Crown, and IWGP, he, there's no positive you can logically explain to me of the history and the headline, headlines are all, there is a real benefit to know. There's no nothing that you can explain to me that would actually make me believe Muto winning Raises the value of the GHC. If this was old Keiji Muto, yes, it would. This is a broken down train wreck. No, this is not prime Keiji Muto. So him holding the championship doesn't elevate it to me. It'll probably hurt him long term if they hold it on to him for too long. But I don't think he's even going to get a defense in. Because first up is Kaito Kiyomiya. Which now makes sense why he got the pin tonight. Uh... He was the first one to really pursue Keiji Muto when, uh, uh, during the dark times of 2020 that he won at the singles match and Muto beat him. And then, uh, so it makes sense for him to be the one that beats Muto. I, 
I don't want Muto to have a long reign. I don't think he physically can have a long reign. If he if he can't work an N1 victory like he said he wanted to and even admitted he probably couldn't, he probably can't have a good long title reign either. So, <laughs> yeah, so I hope Kaito takes it. Uh, Moment-wise, headline-wise, makes sense for Noah. For the GAC title, doesn't really help it. Uh, feel bad for Shiozaki. Uh, there, like, people can defend Muto's winning all they wanted, but, uh, Go, he deserved better. Go definitely deserved better. He, he deserved a better into his title reign. He deserved better for all he's done for Noah in this past year. Uh, but, you know, he had the title reign he should have had all along, uh, like many have said. Uh, and uh, uh, that's how I want to leave. Leaving Budokan, I don't want to focus on Muto being champion. I want to focus on the great reign Go had. Because, God, he had one of my favorite title reigns in recent memory. So that was all for the Budokan show. Now I will go uh, look up the Dragon Gate card because I can't remember it to save my life. So February 5th in Corken Hall, we were back at... Uh, back in Dragon Gate with English commentary and it, it was a fun show. I was tuning in because Natural Vibes were dancing once again and I was ready for it but it turned out to be a very good match or not a very good match, a very good show and we got a lot of stuff that is gonna build out Champion Gate in Osaka uh, it's it's gonna make things interesting. I think it's in Osaka, right? But yeah, it's gonna it's gonna make things interesting. So uh, first up, we had Ultimo Dragon, Don Fuji, and Gamma versus uh, Team Boku, Ryo Saito, Boku Tomo Dragon, and Punch Tomonaga. Uh, Boku Tomo Dragon got the win over Gamma with a lot of Mahi Straw because Dragon had the chance to break it up, uh, but he just didn't for whatever. And then. Uh, after the match, he, like, hit Bokutomo Dragon, so maybe their partnership is done, which I hope not. I think they could do a lot of fun Twin Gate stuff with them. As much as I love Bokutomo Dragon, I would like to see him get a proper singles run as uh, Shimizu himself, uh, whether it be Boku or Shimizu, or what I think the end goal for Team Boku is to return him to big R Shimizu and come back to his old dastardly form. Uh, I just hope they do something with him because god he's so good like no matter what he does is magic and team boku is a fun unit when naruki doi gets back i definitely think that's when team boku is going to start making waves now that they've found themselves like truly as a unit i uh I, so when doi gets back i think they're just going to be going full blast i would love to see a doi sirio twin gate run this year and i'm going to say that phrase a lot <laughs> all right Next match, we had uh, Genki Horiguchi of Natural Vibes and Kyochiro Irai Arakin taking on Open the Brave Gate champion Keisuke Okuda and Yosuke Santa Maria. Uh, I, you know, I didn't expect much from this match because, like, I'm not the biggest Arakin guy in the world. I like everybody else involved. I'm not the biggest, but you know what? I'll be damned. Arakan got me... Like, he won me over this match. Like, Arakan's actually pretty good. <laughs> He's, like, super good. Uh, they had a K1 fighter in the crowd. I figured, like, he was gonna, like, challenge Okuda or something. Because, uh, like, they're friends or whatever. But that's not what happened. Uh, so, Okuda and Maria got the win. And a fun little tag match on the undercard. Perfectly placed. 
Okuda submitted a ride with the cross arm breaker. And then after the match, Hio from R.E.D. comes out, kicks him in the nuts. And if you remember, Hio started the year out with a bunch of big wins. And basically said, hey, I'm going to strike, but you just don't know when I'm going to strike. And uh, he attacked Okuda here, so I can only imagine that means he's finally challenging for the Ultimate Brave Gate title, which, God, thank God, because I love Punch, I love Okuda, I love their little program, but I didn't need that going to Osaka and being the Brave Gate title match. I'm glad Hio got it. Uh, Hopefully that's official here soon. Uh, If you know... Hio and Mochi, uh, not Mochizuki, Hio and Okuda have a long-standing rivalry back from when Okuda joined Mo- Mochizuki Dojo. They started button heads, and uh, basically Okuda started to surpass him a bit, and o- that's what led to Hio just joining R.E.D. because of his hatred for Okuda, so I'm glad they're revisiting this. Uh, either one can leave Champion Gate as Brave Gate Champion. I'm fine with either. I, I mean... I would say let Hio win, but I mean, you can do whatever you want here in this situation. Uh, as for Maria, uh, I want her and Kagatora to, her and Kagatora to just be this strong duo and win the Twin Gate titles and hold them for like two years, because <laughs> cause they're like so fun to watch as a tag team, and I love them, and I think them together is right now is probably the best route Dragon Gate can go because they had a really good match with Kondo and Ben at uh, the tournament. So I hope they get a Twin Gate run or they get some type of challenge. Or if no unit picks them up, they just do a Kaneska thing where they're just like together by themselves. That'd be cool. Uh, next up, we had a Masquerade and R.E.D. Get another drink of water here because, boy, my throat's dry. Talk too much. You know, running, you know, doing a podcast by yourself is a lot of work, but you know, it's also it can be rewarding. We have Masquerade represented by uh, Open the Dreamgate champion Shun Skywalker, Kota Minora, Jason Lee, La Estrella versus Ishida Kaito, the Open the Dreamgate championship number one contender. Kazuma Sakamoto, Hip Hop Kikuda, and Diamante. Another fun match here. Basically, just set up uh, Ishida and Shun's upcoming Dream Gate title match and Champion Gate. And man, somehow, some way, give us another Jason Lee versus Ishida singles match because they work so well together that I could watch them fight forever if I really needed to. Fantastic. Uh, combination if you will uh just really fun duo to watch work together and uh hopefully hopefully in the build-up since jason is losing to ishida a lot they just do a singles match on like some show and just like here because god just go out your way to at least see the encounters between them because it's something that you're gonna want to see more of Next up, we had the Open the Twin Gate Championship number one contenders, Masaki Mochizuki and Takashi Yoshida, who won the one-day tournament, taking on R.E.D. leader Ida and B.B. Hulk, one half of the Twin Gate champs. If you remember, Yoshida was kicked out of R.E.D., joined up with Mochizuki, became number one contenders for the Twin Gate belts, 
Ida's the RED leader. Hulk's one of the Twin Gate champs. A lot of dynamic here. Uh, fun match. And Yoshida loses, surprisingly, to BB Hulk. Uh, basically continuing to build Yoshida as this underdog babyface, which is very smart because he's very good in the role. I had my reservations because he's such a good heel, but no, he's very good in the role as a babyface. Uh, I do I, I see him and Motozuki winning the Twin Gate titles. I don't know if they will, but them versus Hulk and Kyle is going to be fun to watch. I'd keep an eye out for it, for sure. Uh, they continue to belittle Yoshida after the match, and uh, Mochizuki just basically said, hey, we're going to take those Twin Gate belts, so uh, yeah, get ready for us. Next up, Natural Vibe, Shall We Dance? Did their first official dance together. KZ, Susumu Yokosuka, UT, along with Genki Horiguchi. Takedo Kame is out with injuries, so we'll have to wait a little bit longer for a full group dance. But they danced, and, you know, it, it made for a good time, put smiles on faces, and then it led to a really good six-man match, which is KZ, Susumu Yokosuka, UT versus Ben K, Kagatora, and Shuji Kondo. And if you know why I did that, it is because every time UT and Suji Kondo look at each other, UT tries to murder him and vice versa. <laughs> uh, UT and Suji Kondo just have this long-standing feud now stemming from a lead-up to the Triangle Gate title match at Kobe. And now every time UT sees Kondo, he just charges with all his life at him. <laughs> I hope they do a singles match, too, because I think everybody wants it because they just can't stop wanting to murder one another, and it's just something that needs to happen. Uh, Susumu and Ben, uh, two big two big guys. Ben mostly, mostly worked with Casey to to start here. He, he worked with Casey a lot in this match, and that's fun because <laughs> Ben, he... he now he's had a lot of development over his career, but he now knows what he needs to be in case he's like super charismatic, super good. Who I think is the best wrestler in the world, and uh, he they basically made for a fun dynamic. And then Kakatoa and Susumu, of course, they you know I don't need to say much about them being in the ring together. Two of the most underrated wrestlers on the roster, just they never have like bad matches it it's always really good or really solid they're just it's they're just insanely consistent might add yeah this is a fun match all dragon gate tag matches are fun because they're lucha rules so you don't need a tag or anything like that it's just it just makes tag matches so much more fun while i understand having tags keeps the tag matches special and gives you reasons to work and all that no tag like no tags makes for a lot of exciting action especially in a company like Dragon Gate anyway KZ gets the, gets the win over Kagator with the spider twist and uh we got to hear KZ time 2021 for the first time so new interest music all around and uh Natural Vibes keeps rolling I don't know what's next for them honestly I I'm interested to see but honestly no clue in the world uh, next up, we had Yamato and Dragon Kid taking on Kai and SB Kento. These guys absolutely hate each other. Absolutely hate each other. So, basically, they're at war all the time. Kai turned on Yamato. Yamato can't get over it. 
Dragon Kid was the last in the Toriumon generation fighting at Final Gate. Espy Kento unmasked him and then beat him. And then he just keeps tormenting him about it. Uh, so basically, it was bound to just implode. Espy Kento quickly got disqualified. He removed Dragon Kid's mask because he's a little pissy brat. And then as the match was restarted, Dragon Kid actually beat Espy Kento. Espy Kento hasn't been pinned since his turn, and this was like his first time being pinned, so that's a big deal if you ask me. And then after the match, uh, all the parties involved basically wanted singles matches. Kai wanted, a, or uh, Yamada won a singles match with Kai, and uh, Kid won the match with uh, Kento. Kento and Kid, they hinted at Mask versus Hair, and their singles match got announced, but it didn't get announced as Mask versus Hair, so I'm kind of confused. Like, if that'll actually be the stipulation or they'll just announce or they're not going to do it or they'll announce it at like a later date. Nevertheless, fun show. At the end, Yamato basically told Dragon Kid, let's start a unit. And then Dragon Kid was like, hey, we only have two people. That's not a unit. And then uh, Bensuke came out. Bensuke, Keisuke Okuda. They were like, we li-, basically like what they heard, they were like, hey, two doesn't make a unit, but four does. So the new unit... It's consisting of Dragon Kid, Yamato, Keisuke, Okuda, and Benke. Uh, a little bittersweet because I wish Benke would have just led his own unit. Because I don't think Yamato is fit to be a leader. Because Tribe Vanguard failed. Dragon Gate Generation failed. He's not a very good leader. If he like opted to join Benke's group, that would have been cool. Because I think Benke is ready to lead one. But nevertheless, they're a new unit. Who will be added to the unit? Probably Kagatora or Maria to eat pins, which I don't want to happen. Just let them be a tag team, Genki. Please, let them be a tag team. Uh, Mondai Ryu uh, would be a fun add. Uh, Strong Machine J when he gets back. Uh, you know, just... Preferably Mondai Ryu, because Problem Dragon is like so good and people don't know that. And... I just like seeing him wrestle going back and watching some of the old Prime Zone stuff. And I would like to see him recreate like some of his good performances within a unit where he's a focus or whatever. Especially for the Brave Gate title because they don't... I mean, I mean they have Okuda who's a Brave Gate champ and uh, Kid who's a Brave Gate wrestler. But once Okuda moves on for that title, I don't think he's going back. And uh, Kid, of course, can probably go back and fight for it again. But I don't think Okuda would have that in his sights. I think he will be aiming for other belts in Dragon Gate. Uh, but nevertheless, fantastic show. Can't wait for uh the next show. Um, as well as for uh no, I can't wait for the next show either. It's it's a fun time to be a wrestling fan. Uh, like I said, mixed emotions. Please check out both shows. Formulate your own opinion. This has been Xavier. Arigato gozaimashita. See you next time.